the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. This is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. The Word of God is full of life-changing power. So our prayer is that this broadcast equips you to live a life so big that it impacts everyone and everything around you. Remember to hit the notification bell on YouTube to get this teaching and worship with us live each week. Let's join Bishop Greer as we continue our previous message. And what he was saying to Peter is, Peter, I'm not going to take you out of the line of fire. Because there's a lesson you obviously need to learn. But what I'm going to do is give you the faith to get through it. God does not always stop it. But if you look to him, he'll give you the faith to get through it. You know, when it comes to God disciplining his children, it's not that he gives us what we deserve. We deserve a sinner's hell. He just gives us whatever it takes. Pay attention. Pay attention. In our lives, if you are a child of God, you are not getting what you really deserve. But God is wise enough to give you whatever it takes to get you to the other side. He said, I've prayed for you and When you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. God was going to get Peter out of his craziness. But he was going to do it also so Peter could show other people the way out. What God is bringing you through now will become a testimony that will help bring others out if you let him. But you have to go through this process. The fact he was a disciple did not exempt him from discipline. In fact, the fact you are being disciplined means you are a disciple. The book of Hebrews says that the father only disciplines his children. I do not discipline the child down the street. But I do discipline the children in my house. And because you're in his house, God sees fit at times to discipline us, to deal with us, not for our hurt, but for our good. Can I get one amen in this room? Back to Matthew 26 and 34, and we'll begin to wrap up. And I'm sure you're like, yeah, (laughs) 
get done, get done. Back in 26, Jesus said to, to, to Peter, Peter said, I'll never do it. I won't deny you. Assuredly. Jesus, Jesus don't stutter. Jesus don't back up for nobody. Verily, verily, Peter, I didn't stutter. I am not mistaken. I say to you that this night, before the rooster crows, you will not only deny me one time, but three times. But Peter dug in. How many of y'all got some Peter in you? I know I got some Peter in me. Yeah. God sometimes got to be away with me. And it's not that God's mean. He knows what it takes. And then Peter said, he stepped back, looked Jesus in the eye. Even if I, even I, you know who I am. I'm Peter. Even if I have to die with you, I will, I, 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 I will not deny you. Part of Peter's problem was the big eye in his life. He was like, Jesus, I know my heart better than you do. God, I know my limitations better than you do. I know my abilities better than you do. And then watch this. And so said all the disciples. You see, this is the challenge of God giving us influence. It can be used for good or it can be used for evil. You see, if God did not address this issue in Peter's life, it would impact everyone Peter was called to impact. So God had to let life pay attention, break Peter, before he could use Peter. He had to reduce Peter before he could increase Peter. He had to break Peter in order to make Peter. I've learned in my short life, sometimes God must break your heart to save your soul. And God loves you enough to be unintimidated, to be unmoved. You see, today, many parents are scared of their children. Scared. God don't live in a house where he's scared of his children. There ain't nothing you can say, nothing you can do. Some parents, I'm going to look away. I'm going to look away now. You're trying so hard to be a friend of your child, you can't be a parent to your child. But God don't need you on that level. It's Father, Son, Holy Ghost. They were doing well without you and before you. He's complete in himself. He loves you, but he don't need you. You hear what I'm saying? There it is. She said, break my heart to save my soul. That's what she said. 
verse 67. Now, you know the Holy Spirit's in the room when y'all are enjoying a word like this. We're skipping a little bit, okay? 67. Then they spat in his face and beat him. Peter ain't never seen nobody do nothing like that to Jesus. Always in control. In fact, they tried to throw him off a cliff. He walked right through the mob. I mean, he was that type of man. And others struck him with the palms of their hands, saying, prophesy to us, Christ, who is the one who struck you. Jesus is now in the beginning of the throes of facing the full depravity of humanity. Demons are leaping through the hands, the hearts, and the hammers, and, and the, the instruments of men to totally humiliate God. They waited all, you know, all, all of, I can't say all of eternity, but, but from the day they felt they were waiting for a day to get even with God. Finally, God took on humanity and weakness. He was fully God, but fully man. And they were like, finally, my opportunity to get him back. I hate him. And Jesus stood there in human form, taking the weight of our disgust and our rage. And now brave Peter, I will never. I'm not like them, though every other man, I'm not one of them. Somebody said, where are you at? <laughs> now, brave Peter sat outside where it was safe in the courtyard. And a servant girl came to him saying, you also were with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied it before them all. Denial number one. And he said, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're saying. He's lying. An indication you walked away from God is you start lying. And when he had gone out to the gateway, another girl. This is Macho Peter. Though every other man in this room leave you, I will not. Another girl saw him and said to those who were there, this fellow also was with Jesus of Nazareth. Denial number two. Where is Mr. I know my heart better than God now? But again, he denied it with an oath. I don't know the man or that man. In chapter 16, theologians call it the great confession. Where, 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 where Peter looked at Jesus in front of all the disciples and said, Thou art the Christ, Son of the living God. But by chapter 26, Jesus was just a man. I don't know the man. But at the end of the day, we shrink back because at some point God's word has shrunk in our hearts. And somehow we've enlarged the opinions of ourselves or others. Verse 73, and a little later, those who stood by came up and said to Peter, surely you are also one of them. Your speech betrays you. Watch what he did. Then he began to curse and swear. 
This is Peter. Some people call him the first pope of the church. This is the bishop. This is the, no, no, this is the archbishop. He said, I do not know that man. But he's in Jerusalem, and Jerusalem was the city, and his Galilean accent, his country accent, gave him away. Ever have little things give you away? Yeah. You looked apart on the outside, but on the inside, you felt bad when others didn't. You, you, you were so desperate to try to fit in, you tried to amp it up to the next level and, 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 and you know, you, you, you cuss and you swear and, and you do it with the worst of them and, and, and you're trying to, to fit in, but you would secretly go home and cry. Because deep down inside, you knew that's not you. Immediately, a rooster crowed. I should have titled this when roosters preach. God knows the sound you'll listen to. God knows what it will take to get you back to yourself. So he wouldn't listen to Jesus. He wouldn't listen to to the Old Testament prophets that Jesus quoted. So God had to give him an experience. He had to give him a rooster. The rooster represents temporal time. So he had to give him an experience in time and space. God loves us so much. At times he has to give us a temporal experience in time. And in space. Immediately a rooster crowed. You see, Jesus says, God's word always comes to pass. You can believe it or disbelieve it, but it's only a matter of time before you won't be able to deny it or hide from it. But here's the important part. And Peter remembered the word. It was only when he remembered God's word, Jesus' word, that he was able to come back to himself. And I don't think that he only remembered what Jesus said. I believe he also remembered how. Well, the way Jesus said it, he had every right to pop him upside the head, but wisdom and love and concern was even in the growl. And, and, you know, God only deals with us the way he deals with us, not because he's mean, but because he loves us. And I'm almost there. But I want you to imagine if I was trying to teach you to kneel. And maybe in your heart of hearts you want to learn to kneel, but everything on the outside, the soul of you and the fleshly part of you doesn't want to learn how to 
to kneel. So what God sometimes will let happen, and he said, you know, it was the devil was the instrument here, by the way, um, because Satan asked to sift him. So, so God wasn't making Peter do bad stuff. None of that. Was, it was the devil. But what God will do is, okay, okay, you don't want to kneel. But deep down inside, I know your heart wants to yield. So I'm going to help you. I'm going to put 50 pounds on your shoulder. And see what you feel like at the end of the day. But you're tough. You're a Marine. <laughs> you from the hood. You a man. Or I'm a woman. So you get up another day and go at it again. I will not change. I will not bow. I will not yield. So God lets the adversary put another 50 pounds on your shoulder. Like, I'm strong. You turn on some motivational teaching and a little bit of Oprah and the good people, you know, and they'll do as much for you as you you can and, and some Tupac Chopper, I don't know his name, and discover the God in me and all that. God's like, you're about to. You're about to. So he puts another 50 pounds. Then you're like, God, if you love me, how could this be happening? But what's happening is actually the best thing for you. And it's when you're down here looking up to God that you're finally free. God wasn't trying to hurt you or harm you. He was trying to free you and liberate you. And your strength was actually your weakness. And it wasn't until you humbled yourself under the mighty hand of God that he was able to lift you up. And he remembered the word of Jesus who had said to him, before the rooster crows, you'll deny me three times. Watch this. So he went out and wept bitterly. Sometimes God must let things completely break in us before he can fix us. Each of us, we're a lot like those little glow sticks. You know those glow sticks? We must be broken before we can truly shine. And when God breaks you, it's to unlock something. It's to liberate something. It's to free you from something. So he went out and wept bitterly. This is not. An Indian tear coming down somebody's, oh, Native American, sorry, coming down somebody's eye. This was him, boo-hoo, snot-driven. Oh, my God, I see. I'm not all that. I'm not all I thought I was. God, your word is true. Who do I think I am? What was I thinking? 
So he went out and wept bitterly. But the greatest blessings come after the breaking. And I think I'm talking to many of you in this room, maybe all of you in this room, because you've been in a season of breaking. And you probably think, God, how could this happen? Why? And I'm telling you why. You see, Peter still had a purpose, even though he had failings. Let me say this early. God's affections are greater than your imperfections. God's parenthood is better than our falsehood. So he went out and wept bitterly. Why did God bring Peter through this process? Because it would just be about seven weeks later on the day of Pentecost. This man, not a perfect man, but a man that submitted to the process. A man that was willing to even experience and, and, and things that, that, that he didn't want to face himself. Let me tell you, the, 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 the devil's not the toughest person you're ever going to face. It's going to be you. Yes. Peter had to face himself. And when God finally broke him of, of reliance on his own wit and his own way and the way he thinks things should be done, his own opinion, only then was he free enough for God to use him. So Pentecost means 50. So 50 days after Passover, on the day of Pentecost, guess who stood up? Not Mr. Perfect, John, but Peter, a man who loved deeply, but a man that was deeply flawed, but a man that committed to process. And when Peter spoke, the church age began. Why did God select Peter? Because he was the smartest. You can see from here, no because he was the best behaved, you can see from here. No. He chose Peter probably because Peter was the most broken. You say, God, choose me. Who God uses greatly, he breaks deeply. God, why is this happening in my life? Because I see what I want to do on the other side of this. I see what I want to accomplish on the other side of this. You know, I'm not no, no bodybuilder or nothing. I do 15 minutes three times a week and, and I'm done, okay? But with bodybuilders, what they do in order to build muscle, they first tear their muscles. They get to the end of their strength to get new strength. So 
God intentionally has brought you to the end of yourself so that you don't rely on yourself. And the Bible says, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. God wants to give you a new supernatural muscle. You hear what I'm saying? He wants to renew a strength in you that you would not have without the breaking. Now listen, I'm not mad at you. I don't want to be broken. I don't like to be broken. I don't like to get near the end of myself, much less the end of myself. But what I find in life is often necessary. If you want to discover his strength, you got to start giving up on your own. And saying, now, Bishop, wait a minute. No, no, the book says, when I'm weak, he is strong. Therefore, I will rejoice and boast in my weakness that his power may rest on me. You say you want power. If you want power, you're going to have to discover your weakness. And I'm getting to the place in my life, I embrace my weakness. I'm comfortable now with the fact that I can. I made peace with the fact I'm not all at. And, and, And me understanding that is what helps keep me useful. And if you want to be useful, you're going to have to, in some areas, be broken. Every head bowed, every eye. This has been Live Big with Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.